I just wanted to hear you say all those fun words. <laughs> yeah, so Travis was right. We've been talking a lot about the wise men lately, or at least I feel like we have, because he was a part of our, our Advent series. We had one in which you heard our wise men and how they said yes the Magi, to that bright light born to this world and how they shared that knowledge, their belief that this truly was God's son, well past God's chosen people. That's why this is so big. And I kind of like that uh, Travis had the kids, which I did too in Sunday school, which they miraculously lost all of that knowledge between Sunday school and the children's moment this morning. But I I love that idea of them that it's still Christmas. This is our last day of Christmas. It's the 12th day of Christmas, which means tomorrow, January 6th, every year, that's when Epiphany starts. That's when this new season is, this new celebration. And I think it's pretty cool to celebrate and to think about. Um, As he mentioned To have an epiphany, to say something, is to say that something speaks to you. That star, that light, spoke to these wise men. That something speaks to you in a way that has never happened before. That you look at something and for the first time, it means something more than it did at face value. For a lot of people, they would have looked at that swaddled infant for face value. These wise men saw this infant, and it meant more. There was an epiphany. There was something that changed the meaning. It spoke to them. Without this, We wouldn't know about it. I asked the the Sunday school kids this morning, I said, if these three men had just, had never shown up, or even if they had, and they had shown up and they had just said, yes, we believe this is the king, but then they, they stopped. They presented their gifts and did nothing more. Would any of these other countries throughout the world, would any of us know about Jesus? And they said, no. We know about Jesus and the fact that Jesus was here, not just for Bethlehem, not just for Judah, but for all of the world. Because of these three men going out of their own countries, seeing the Christ child with their own eyes, and then reporting back that this really did happen that this really does exist. I hope you're not thinking of the M&M commercials like I am right now. (laughs) They really do exist. But this is the reason that we celebrate. And this crazy thing happens when we celebrate. Hey, Travis, can you turn on the red mic over there? Okay, good. just start off by like having a mic at all times because I never stay on my script. But this crazy thing happens when we go to celebrate. It doesn't matter what it is that we're celebrating, a birthday, an anniversary, 
uh, weddings, funerals, graduations, retirements, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Valentine's Day, Halloween. It doesn't matter what it is. There's always one universal thing involved. Food. You're, you're shaking your heads. Even though in your head you're like, Halloween's many foods. But yes, still foods. But yeah, we associate a lot of things with food and with eating. And rightfully so. It's something that we have to do in order to still stay alive. Right? It's vital. And so it's always around us at all times. It's one of the reasons why I think Jesus had this table be a table with food elements on it. Because we will always have food elements regardless of what here it is. And this cool thing about these celebrations that we have, one of the things that I, reasons that I think we continue these celebrations is because there is food involved. If there is not food involved, I don't think we would continue to have these celebrations year after year after year after year. There's something that connects us deeply when food is involved. It awakens our senses in a way that nothing else can. There's certain foods that remind you of your grandparents, right? There's certain foods that remind you of Thanksgiving, of Christmas. Some of you are looking awfully hungry right now. <laughs> when it's your birthday, you're thinking of what it is you like to eat for your birthday. Even the silly things. Like when I think of a long, hot summer day, I start thinking of a snow cone. Food brings back this crazy association, this awakening, because it is nourishment for us. But it's memories, and it's time spent around a table with people. Because the crazy thing is, I think some of us don't just sit around and do a Thanksgiving meal for Thanksgiving's sake. I don't think we just do a Christmas meal because it's Christmas and it's what's expected. I think we do it because it's what our souls need. Not to just sit down and eat for our body's needs, but for us to sit down with others and be family and to be friends and to be community and to be love for each other because we need that interaction with And the times that we celebrate are these times that we share these stories. Family reunions, you share all those crazy family stories of old, but then whether you know it or not, as you're sharing what's going on with you today, you're sharing now new crazy family stories. Because that's how we are. We are a storytelling people. We continue to pass down these traditions these stories. Epiphany was a huge feast day for the church. Why? Not just so they could eat all of their favorite foods, but so they could tell the story of these men that came and saw the baby Jesus and allowed the entire world to know that this was a Savior not just born for God's people, 
but for all people, because that had never happened before. Let me go back to my notes now. <laughs> See what it is that I've forgotten. So this feast, our days of feast, they look different, and that's okay. Um, some of our feasting, this is the cool part, our feastings don't have to all look the same. And they don't have to be for the same reasons. Um, people that grow up along riverbanks, cultures, Guess what's going to be a large thing on their, their feast? Fish. Um, people that are nowhere near water, they will not have fish. Um, uh, okay, and then there are traditions as well, not just what's available locally to you. Um, in the South, so I'm from the South, for New Year's, I probably had a slightly different meal than some of you from the Midwest, right? I made sure that I had my black eyed peas for good luck, my turnip greens for wealth, my cornbread that represents gold, I guess more wealth, because we in the South must need more wealth. Um, and then, oh, what else did I eat? There was a fourth one. Oh, pork, you were correct. Whoever said pork, uh, I had ham, uh, which also, ironically enough, is supposed to be prosperity. So we must need a lot of, uh, well, there in the South. But these are our traditional things, right? Some of what we do, we celebrate with traditions. Some of it we celebrate and eat because it's what's local to us. Some of it are things that we think represent and symbolize certain things. There's no right or wrong way to feast. Jesus ate a whole lot of feasts. There's I would love to know, I don't know the answer to this, but I would love to know how many different times it's mentioned in the Bible that Jesus ate with people. And I think it's because of a couple of reasons, but I think the main reason Jesus ate with people is because it's the best way to sit down and get to know someone. When you go on a first date, what do you normally do? You eat. You don't go to a movie. Why? You don't have to, you don't get to talk. You don't know if you want to go back out and, and see this person again. You've got to kind of screen them first, right? And in order to do that, you've got to at least have a cup of coffee with them, right? If not a full meal. But we do. We get to know each other better through talking, through conversations. And one of the best ways of doing that is just having a meal with someone. Um, Eating, and I, I'm going to call out a name here, but um, there, there are people throughout uh, our church, and uh, Kate, I'm looking at you because Dr. Ron is one of those that was here, that um, through various illnesses or chemo treatments, um, taste buds made it to where things don't taste the same. And so in order for people to continue uh, enjoying meals, and continue nourishing their bodies, nourishing their souls, what do they do? They eat their meals with other people. 
because then your meals are enjoyable. Even if you can't taste the food, you still enjoy the meal. Because the meal isn't always about nourishing your body. The meal is also about nourishing your soul. And so as you go out today, even though it's still the 12th day of Christmas, or as you go out tomorrow and you have a feast around your dinner table, remember to share some story of the Christ child, some story of where you saw God's light that day. So tomorrow, I'm going to gather around my dinner table, and I'm going to look at Taylor Grace Stanley, and I'm going to say, where did you see God's light today? And hopefully she'll have an answer, right? In my bright, shining face, as I woke you up that night, right? <laughs> but, but hopefully, uh, we can remember to share these stories and to pass them on, and to remember that when we celebrate these things, that we're celebrating parts of ourselves and our history and where we're coming from. Because none of us in these other countries of the world would have ever known that the Savior, this King that was to be born, was for someone other than God's chosen people if those kings hadn't told us that. And that's why we celebrate an epiphany, and that's why epiphany is such a large thing within the Christian tradition, because we would not be where we are today without that event taking place. It's why those wise men, even though they weren't there for the birth of Christ, get added to that nativity scene. They're a big part of us knowing about the nativity scene. Amen? Amen.